The flight attendant licked her lips as she handed him his scotch, pointy tongue flicking over a row of perfect teeth, gleaming like a row of oblong light bulbs. The tag on her perfect breast read, Ivanka. Her eyes didn't speak, but they spoke volumes. Her lonely irises called out to be caressed. Her eyelashes whined for his touch. I didn't ask for a cherry, he said, lifting his Manhattan. She eyed him hungrily and thrust a coffin-tipped scarlet fingernail into the scotch, plucked out the cherry, and sucked it between equally sweet and sticky lips. One of my five a day. Reading through your ears, putting words in your brain, like a squirrel harvesting his nuts for the winter. Hi guys, and welcome to episode four. What a run we're having. I don't think anyone besides me and my backers, thanks mom, would have imagined we'd come this far. And I think it's right we celebrate. According to Harper's Bazaar, bastion of all knowledge for me when it's the first hit on Google, fourth anniversary gifts are florals and fruit. Florals and fruit. Hmm. You know, I'm going to go for the obvious one here and say that I'd like to celebrate this with a classic. A fruit basket. When was the last time somebody talked about a fruit basket? Like never, right? It feels old-fashioned now, kind of, kind of vintage which is very cool. You know, rustic tasty. Oh, and healthy. Let's not forget how important it is to daily consume fruits and vegetables. Sidebar. Actually, make this a double sidebar. Sidebar one. Ever since I spent time in the Netherlands, where the word for exit is U-I-T-G-A-N-G, and it's pronounced outgang, I've taken to pronouncing fruit fraut. Try it out. Maybe it will change your perspective. Second sidebar. Why is it we no longer see people wearing fruit on their heads? Fraut a la Carmen Miranda. It looked amazing. It sent a very positive message of embracing nature's bounty, which I'd say is a very pro-climate, pro-earth sort of message, so very timely and needed. Because also, what happens if the earth dies and we can't produce fruit? Are we going to have icons wearing circuit boards on their heads? Or, oh, I don't know, the carcasses of animals who have died from starvation on the great desert plains that will surely be the majority of the surface of the earth? Plus, I have to imagine that having direct head contact with that much fruit had to have a very positive effect on her brain. Like, through osmosis. Absorbing vitamin C through the skull, past the blood-brain barrier, and directly into the neurons. I have it on good authority that neurons are very receptive to vitamin C. And potassium. Drink those smoothies, listeners! Whether or not you pour them on your head is up to you. Now, after several reader tweets suggesting I seemed to not fully grasp last week's novel and that my severe ignorance was perhaps a detriment to the genre of literatica, I thought, hey, let's try something new. So this week, we're exploring something completely different. As you probably got from that opening passage, this week we'll be dealing with modern feminist critiques of how important the ladies are in the modern world. Now, I don't mean the feminists are critiquing how important women are in modern society. That would seem kind of backwards. But rather, how we still don't have equality in a meaningful way. So maybe this whole sort of framework of feminist critiquing should work on its punctuation or message. Just to make things a bit clearer. I'll bring that up with the author. Now, at the top, I read a passage from this week's book, Flying High Stakes, by author Andrea Twitty. 
I wanted to focus on this book and author because I feel she is taking a very different approach, more literary, more magical realist perhaps, to her feminist manifesto. Now, even though it was suggested in the passage I read, I'm sure her methods of radical feminist critiquing of modern society via the character Ivanka doesn't literally include biting men. But perhaps, I don't know. So that's why we're going to ask her. So let's bring her on. Okay, let's see. Unmute. Andrea, hi, are you there? Hello, yes, I am. Hey, uh, how's it hanging? It isn't, but uh, I'm doing well, if that's what you're asking. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I see how that could be interpreted. Yes, I didn't mean to imply that you were hanging upside down. Or... So maybe we'll just move right into the uh, interview. That sounds fantastic. Great. So I'm sure you heard the question before as you were waiting, but I'll repeat for formality's sake. The idea of biting men and draining them of their life force is more symbolic than literal, correct? I'm sure you gather the pun in the title, of course, you know, flying high from the aviation world and, and high stakes being a, a little nod to the uh, the world of vampiric lore. So in one sense, it is, it is certainly about biting men uh -huh. and drinking their blood. I mean, that's, I thought that was pretty clear. And uh -huh. now I think I have to have a word with my editor. Maybe we're looking at taking a bit of power back through the biting and draining of men. Mm, so there, there needs to be a physical violent component. Uh, in, the, in the feminist struggle? Uh, yes, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not saying we go out with pitchforks and torches. I mean, that really wasn't what I intended when I, when I wrote the relationship between Ivanka and, and her many, many lovers. Oh. More kink, more, uh, more sexy. Uh -huh. You know, we're, we're not looking to, to hurt men and really injure them. We're looking to... to tease them a little, you know. Maybe leave some psychological scars. Absolutely. Great. So next question. Who inspired your oblique take on feminine power? Or, or is it all self-taught? Oh, well, uh, you know, writers are always told that they should write what they know, but that's absolutely not what I did. Uh -huh. I mean, Ivanka absolutely comes from a created place. I mean, it is true that I did spend some time in the, uh, in the early 2000s as a flight attendant, uh -huh. but I don't see how that informed her character. And, and you know, we'll see later, not to give too much away, but Ivanka has a deep sexual awakening uh -huh. in the form of her protege, Janice. And, you know, that's completely fictional. You know, I mean, when I was at university, I mean, I did partake of a little experimentation, but only from first year until fourth. So really, you know, not not coming from my life whatsoever. Uh -huh. Absolutely just informed by the feminine body as a whole. Yeah. Just a little dabbling here and there. Yes, uh, a bit of dabbling on the bed, on, on the couch at a party, you know, uh, that, that sort of thing. Hey, exploring is an important part of becoming a fully realized human being. So I'd like to um, follow up a little bit on that. So when creating these characters, which are clearly allegories for contemporary civilization, you're saying... Well, do you draw upon your own life experiences or or is a lot of this like culled from Reddit? Uh, I mean, absolutely, I, I do not draw from from my own life experiences. You know, these are um, these come from the deepest recesses of my imagination. Uh -huh. um, so, some readers have said that the character of, of Nigel bears more than a passing resemblance to my actual husband, uh -huh. Neil. 
but uh, I, I don't believe that to be the case. You know, uh, uh, Nigel is a, uh, Nigel in the novel is a, a commercial airline pilot. And uh, and my husband Neil merely played uh -huh. one um, in the in the independent film uh, The Call Bell Only Rings Twice. Ah. So so I I don't see uh, how how I how I used him for inspiration. You know uh, these things are purely purely imaginary. Okay, so you wouldn't say this is based on any personal experiences? Absolutely not. At, at no. all? None? Okay. No. I, actually, I found that quite insulting to my to my creative uh, spirit. So uh -huh. uh, I mean, because uh, Neil's totally a real person, right? Uh, yes, I, I'm happy. Happily married, uh, Great. Have a, a very nice house, two dogs, Kaki and Boo, uh, no children, but not for lack of trying. And I understand how close people can feel to their dogs. What was their names? Boo and... Ka yeah. Kaki, yes. Uh, my my dad was in the army, so... Uh, ah, oh yes, of course, of course. Like the outfits they wear. Yes, yes. Oh, that's very sweet. Why don't we move on to reading another passage from your book? And, and, and why don't you take this one? I was thinking you could go from uh, page 78, um, starting with Ivanka Tightened. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, let me just open that up. Ivanka tightened the restraint kit against the captain's chair. Captain Nigel struggled against the Velcro, muscles bulging under his shirt like a snake swallowing a row of coconuts. The plane will go down, he yelled, sweat flying from under his captain's hat. You'll kill us all. Not all. She leaned in close and nibbled his ear with a delicate fang. Become like me and we will feast on the cattle class buffet. I would never... You don't have a choice. Ivanka straddled the captain, cheap lycra uniform spreading across his bulging lap. She dove her teeth into his meaty neck, sucking greedily at the nectar within. She stepped back, wobbling in her heels as the plane continued its dive towards Barbados and wiped a dot of blood from her chin. How do you feel, Nigel? The captain's skin grew white, and his eyes flashed red as two fire engines heading towards the same blazing fire. I feel powerful, he growled, and horny. He ripped free from the cuffs and pulled up on the controls with the expertise of a man who had done this many times before, but was now a vampire. The plane now in control, he opened the cockpit door chicken or beef he snarled <laughs> you know i have to say not everyone makes an effort to infuse a bit of comic relief in their works but but when he said chicken or beef <laughs> i loved oh good i'm glad you enjoyed that you know well because that's obviously a reference to the ancient greek feminist poem titled roughly translated meat or me and this passage is, a, is my translation of the ancient Greek, so forgive any odd words, I'm no expert. <laughs> what dost thou class me? Chicken, beef, or woman? Am I not possessing all the qualities of a human? The, the translation makes the rhyming a bit awkward, but I'll continue. I am not food, nor animal that works, nor am I just a pretty thing for you leering jerks. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that you referenced that in, in your work. Is that Sappho or...? I actually wasn't sure how you pronounced it. I kept saying Sappho, but maybe Sappho makes more sense. 
So I think maybe what we'll do now is perhaps my favorite part of the show, although, you know, it's hard to pick a favorite part because it's all so lit. Uh, I'd like to read perhaps my favorite passage. Uh, and when I read it, I think you'll see why. Certainly. I, w- I, would, uh, I would love to hear it. Great. Ivanka stared out the kitchen window, her two children frolicking under the moon, light dancing off their milky limbs. She had it all. A fridge packed with blood from every continent, financed from all the feet pictures she had hawked on the web. A rich bank of memories from the places she'd visited. Barbados, Doha, South Kensington. The perfect husband in Nick. As she washed the blood from their plates in the sink, the drain seemed to gurgle. Nigel. She dropped the plate she had been cleaning, and a ceramic shard flew into her eye like a deadly frisbee. She stumbled backwards, tripping over the children's toys, limbs flailing like a flying squirrel that misjudged a landing. Her head cracked on the floor, and everything went white. Except the blood that trickled from her mouth. The blood was red. Now, can I just say that I appreciate your willingness to just say what needs to be said? The blood was red. I mean, we're not all PhD candidates in both literature and hematology, so sometimes people need the picture painted in front of them. I mean, supposedly some crab blood is blue, and if you didn't specify, people might wonder if your vampiric heroine, say, was able to transform the blood inside her. Could could be green. Who knows? But this way you make it clear that it remains human blood. Did you feel that keeping it real was important? I think I just wanted to draw a, uh, a contrast between everything being white and, and the blood red, because even though vampires are vampires, they are also human. Mm. Um, you know, I, And I, I think if we can really consider vampire lore, all the vampires we know about were people. Right. You know? Uh, Vlad the Impaler was, uh, was not, a, not a vampire. He was a, a, a masochist. So if, if there were vampires in the real world, uh, they would be people just like us. And I think it's important to explore that so that people can relate. You know, right. it's very important that, that my readers feel a kinship with Ivanka and her struggles and her globetrotting BDSM ways. It's very important that they, they see a bit of themselves in her. Yeah, that recalls the piece of seminal 60s academia, Vampires Are People Too. Yes, I actually wrote my uh, university thesis on, on uh-huh. that uh, very text. It's not like you're actually a vampire or anything. <laughs> no, oh, you're not, oh, you're not insinuating. Oh, that's so, that's very funny to me. I mean, actually, I'm glad you scheduled this in the afternoon because I do struggle with the, the days. So thank you for scheduling this uh, after sunset. Oh, my pleasure. I don't know about you. I just, I'm not a morning person. I find myself so much more active at night right that's when i really sort of come come into my own come alive thank you for being so accommodating not all writers have the same process <laughs> oh no this is something i've learned everybody works in strange ways I mean, some people like to write in bunkers some people like to write you know at night and right. so now i said i know i said that was my favorite passage but there was another that uh, absolutely I, I, I don't know. It, it like grabbed my guts and shook them till I felt like pooping. And I'm always trying to innovate on this podcast. So I wondered if you'd try something new with me. Oh, I'm, I'm certainly open to ideas. I was wondering if we could read this last passage together. I don't know, either at the same time or one sentence at a time. Uh, you know, see what comes of it. Uh, 
if that's how you wish to enjoy the text. Yeah, um, let's give it a try. Let's play. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking at page 194, and right. uh, it begins with Ivanka stared. And um, I tell you what, we'll, we'll do it one sentence at a time. I'll, I'll take the first sentence, and then, then you take the next, and we'll just we'll get through it. Okay? Okay. Okay. Ivanka stared at her protégé, Janice. Janice's lips were redder, skin paler, widow's peak widowier than any she had ever known. She crossed the hotel room and joined her by the window, night breeze rustling a tune through her gauzy dress. I've never done anything like this before, Janice said, resting her chin in a delicate hand. Do I have to sign anything? Ivanka just laughed and led her to the bed, where their victim was lathered and bound like shampooed hair in a towel. No signing, just seal it with a kiss. Janice kissed the victim's neck. No, not here. Just get over here. She put her arms around Janice's neck and lingered longingly on her lips. Janice's yellow eyes like saucers of shiny milk if the milk had gone off. She tied the bib around her creamy neck and pressed the weapon into her hand. Tell me, have you ever shaved a man? Oh, amazing, amazing. Tell you what, <laughs> let's try it one more time. Let's try it at the same time. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay, great, great. Okay, ready? Uh, three, two, one. Ivanka, Ivanka stared, stared at her at protege, her protege. Janice. Janice. Janice's lips, lips were, were redder, redder skin, skin paler, paler, widow's, widow's peak, widowier than, than she any had she had ever known. known. Okay. You know what? It just was fun to try. I really, <laughs> felt, I really felt connected. I think more people should try reading to each other at the same time. Yeah. Mm, the same it's, text? or I hadn't really thought about it. Perhaps you could get through more books... And this is probably a really good way for people to fall in love. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I had one more question, if you have the time. Certainly. Can, can I just ask you personally, how do you feel about the whole fruit on the head thing? I, I mean, for me, it would be like, like, you know, that former practice of everyone wearing hats in public. You know, like a reappropriation of a seemingly antiquated model of femininity for the modern age. Kind of a... Fuck it, I'm wearing an entire fruit bowl on my head, now pay me the same wage statement? I mean, I don't know about you, but I find that in my house, bananas go off very quickly. So I think putting that on your head might attract quite a lot of flies. So personally, I would prefer a different way to express my feminine self. Cool, tomato, tomato. All right, thanks for joining, Andrea. It was a real pleasure. Pleasure I was mine. a lot. Sorry, you should totally be allowed to speak sometimes. <laughs> I just said the pleasure was mine, Dwayne. Thank you. So anyone who'd like to send an anniversary fruit basket, please just slide into my DMs for the address. Uh, thank you for taking part in another deep dive into the world of obscurity. And as always, keep reading with your ears. Reading through your ears, putting words in your brain. Like a squirrel harvesting his nuts for the wind. Winter.